Here's the difference between Pup and Yellow Snow. Pup ties flies that catch fish. He plays vintage guitars made in the USA. He drives German vehicles. He bones Canadian women. He witnessed every big husky win and loss. Damn you, Almond Green. Pup won regardless of the scoreboard. He actually traveled to support the dogs. He had a few scares in lower region. Ended up just being jockey. She had lots of white slime on shaft. Because girls come too. Pup had epic tailgates. Pup made millions in the market. I could go on and on. And what about Yella? Well, Yella went to a few Husky games. Is still getting an associate's degree from Greenwater College. Yet he married the first girl I laid. And he spends 18 hours a day on hardcore Husky. Holy fuck all. Another one. Be the best. I'm out. I, you know, with Hitler, the more I learn about that guy, the more I don't care for him. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a color man. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. The weather is perfect, the field is fast at the Rose Bowl for tonight's ball game. Well, gentlemen, uh, after what happened last night with Utah bludgeoning USC and the Huskies denied the Rose Bowl opportunity, uh, maybe we should do a buddy check here. How are you guys hanging in there? Joey? I'm angry. <laughs> I'm angry. Bully. One word I association. <laughs> Upset. <laughs> and uh, what? Uh, how does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could just continue. That's my favorite. My favorite moment of the podcast, uh, at least this year, was I think after the Oregon one where we were like an hour and a half deep and I feel like you were like, is this like, is this like therapy session or something? Because we were just getting so, <laughs> so deep into the like, just clearly uh, airing, airing out, like we were talking about earlier, like pent up shit that you can't really, you couldn't really talk about our experience because of that rivalry. But yeah, no, uh, I'm going to be okay, but it was just an absolute horrible gut punch that you couldn't control that you should have thought coming was the problem too. Is that like, I allowed myself to like, not to like believe that USC would just win that game. But then as soon as I, like, I wasn't even watching it cause I had another thing going on and I was just checking the score and I was like, yeah, how did I not know this was going to happen? Like when they played Oregon in that championship game, uh, the COVID year when Oregon like had to have like they lost like three games in a row or at least two and then they weren't supposed to be there yeah. and you're still going in. I'm like Oregon is absolutely going to beat USC by like 17. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't know that. I don't know how I didn't know I, how I didn't know that was going to happen again. Yeah, that's I knew funny. it. I knew it. Uh, as soon as as soon as 
the Pac-12 started parading around USC and Caleb Williams like Thursday and Friday and was really really fondling and gargling their balls for the last couple days. I'm like, Utah is going to bury him now. What are you doing? What are you doing? You should be ignoring them. You, you should be ignoring them because it's going to benefit, you know, it's going to benefit Washington. Do you, and Wilner has been saying, you know, for the last couple weeks, Wilner and Canzano, like you don't want to piss off Washington and Oregon. Well, they pissed us, they've pissed us off now, you know. So they've done nothing to help us. Nothing. Um, well, yeah, I agree with you. Um, <clears throat> I will say this is that, like, I was, you know, I, I watched, uh, I think I watched most of the second quarter of the USC-Utah game, and then I was checking, like, Willie, I was checking the score throughout. And But the thing that really astonished me, uh, and by no means I'm not sitting here trying to claim that I thought Utah was definitely going to win, but I didn't think it was a slam dunk that USC would would uh, win in the sense that if Utah beat them once, there's no reason why they can't beat them again. And um, so some of the uh, some of the hyperbolic posts on our on our boards leading into that game, it just you made it sound like it was going to be forty nine to nothing USC or something. And <clears throat> uh, again, I did not sit here going Utah's going to win, but I was just like. I, I just didn't see it as a slam dunk. I saw it as maybe 70% chance for USC, 30% chance for Utah. Is probably about how I felt. They, you know, they definitely had a shot. They play hard and physical, and they they're persistent. Yeah. Utah is. So yeah, they're they're probably the most. I, it's weird. Like all year, it's hard to say. I wouldn't call them the best team in the Pac-12, but they're the most balanced. They have like the best combo. Like, yeah, I feel like. Oregon, Washington, USC are probably – I mean, UCLA beat Utah by, like, 14. Uh, I feel like they're weirdly, like, better than Utah, but I feel like Utah's just, like, a more balanced, tougher out. So if those something goes wrong for one of those teams that have all offense and no defense, Utah could easily beat them just because they're they, – they can get some stops in a fucking game where – you know, those other pro, other teams this year, including Washington, really struggled to do that. That, you just pinpointed something right on the money. That's that's very profound and important what you just said there. That's That that nails it. That That's what the one thing that differentiates Utah from everybody else in the conference. Yeah, no they can question. actually get someone off the field when they need to. They don't need, like, a turnover they don't need a turnover to win a game pretty much. You know, I, I think they also, it's a perfect example too, of just like, they did it last year too. Of, And it's prob- probably a good thing maybe for Washington and DeBoer, I think of like the teams that are all going to be NIL and maybe all transfers uh, and all hype and bullshit. Like Utah's like, fine. We're a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of fucking mountain West uh, shit bags. And we're just going to kick your ass. And they did it to USC twice. This year, even though they only won the first game by one, and then they did it to Oregon twice last year. So, hopefully, I mean, I'm kind of watching to see. I, I was not going to be surprised once NIL and the portal really took off that, you know, it turns out that the teams that have enough talent but aren't just completely there for the money and the hype and clout uh, are going to beat those teams uh, over time once your team starts to get filled up with nothing but guys who are just there for those reasons. So that's a good sign. Uh, 
hopefully. Yeah, they want to be there for the for the logo on the helmet, not for the yeah. fucking bag of money. Another great point, yes. Yeah, and you can fuck whoever disagrees with me can fuck off. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah. so so the the Utah being like a glorified Mountain West school, you, you notice every big game they want to they want to be there. So they they get mm-hmm. into a big game, even even they get into the Alamo Bowl. You know, like Whittingham's bowl record is is like insane. What is it like fourteen and two or something? <laughs> like every big game, every big game Utah's in, like they want to be in that game. You know, they get to the championship game, you know, they they want to be there and they want to, they want to represent well. And, and USC is just kind of like, you know, like, I mean, we got, we got a national championship. Do we really have to play this game? You know, we're in the final four, you know, or whatever. And, and I think I think USC is going to go to the Cotton Bowl, and and they're not going to give a shit. They're going to play fucking Tulane or uh, Central Florida, which by the way, Tulane Tulane beat Kansas State at home. So mm. there they got a safety. They just got a safety, but yeah, Tulane beat Kansas State at home. So you're, they're going to put USC uh, a soft non-tackling USC against you know Tulane or UCF and the cotton bowl and, and no one's gonna fucking watch it and USC's not no. gonna give a shit. The USC's not gonna give a shit. They might have superior athletes if they still win by three TDs, but I agree with you. Nobody cares about that. Um now by the way, no. many people uh, refer to Utah as a bunch of uh you know undersized tryhards, right? Sway yeah. referred to them yesterday at 5.03 a.m. Eastern Time as, uh, let's see, a bunch of, what was it, retarded mongoloid Utah rejects. <laughs> so Doug, I thought I'd toss that maker. in there for 89 Ute. <laughs> hey, it's still a physical game. You want to be a mongoloid at, at some level. You don't, want to be painting, you don't want to be painting your nails. Uh <laughs> Which is just yeah. You're aware oh, of by that. By the way, God. Can, yeah. Can yeah, you guys? Can you, uh, I saw that <laughs> gift, but can you guys explain that to me though? I mean, I realize they're they're talking about him being a pansy of some sort, right? But can you tell me what it's in reference to? Uh, so Caleb Williams, USC's quarterback. I guess each week he like paints something on his nails, like different against the other team. Like he had fuck Utah. Painted on you mean nail. that was real? What I saw? <laughs> that was real. Well, I think someone changed it to like, uh, oh, back back to back, like Utah's official Twitter account. I think uh, changed it to mock him. But yeah, he literally had fuck Utah painted on his nails, and that's been his fucking thing all season. So shocking. Oh, where he, have I been? <laughs> I mean, I weirdly <laughs> like almost. I don't know if I watched much of USC at all uh, this year, weirdly. Uh, but, yeah, no, he had that. So, you know, obviously after you get your ass kicked by Utah and get beat up, like, people are going to make fun well, of you. So, yeah. And uh, more to the point, though, is, you you know, somebody was uh, – I don't even remember. I think there was multiple people that were challenging my assertion uh, in the last day or so that the Pac-12 is weak, and I it is weak. And then um, – USC, hang on here, their schedule. I mean, because you, you just said 
bully that you haven't, uh, oddly enough, you haven't watched much of their games this year. And I haven't watched too much either. I've seen a, a bit. But what have they had that's marquee? I mean, do you call Notre Dame a marquee game? Um, I dare say no. Traditionally, you'd say yes. But USC, UCLA would be a marquee game. I'm looking at their whole schedule here. Stanford, Rice, Fresno, Oregon State, Wazoo, ASU, Utah, Arizona, Cal, Colorado, Notre Dame, USC. There's, you know, uh, the UCLA game is a marquee, and I'm not going to call Notre Dame marquee this year. Um, they didn't really – they had a very soft soft schedule also. So there was yeah, no they, game uh, where it went, oh, yeah. USC's playing – Playing Alabama, you know, USC's playing Texas, or not that Texas is, you know, but you know what I mean. Yeah, totally. I mean, USC was suspect, you know, the whole time. Uh, they barely beat UCLA, you know, who they gave up, what, like 45 points, and UCLA was struggling. I think that was they just lost to Arizona the week before or two weeks before. Uh, yeah, USC was super suspect. I think the Pac-12 – is a lot better than it had been the past couple seasons, even maybe the past few seasons. Like Marginally better, uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's at least, like, you know, there's, like, five or six teams that were, like, pretty decent. But, yeah, clearly as of last night, as you confirmed even further, they don't have a, a – there's no fucking bell cow. There hasn't been a fucking bell cow uh, since the last teams to, like, make the playoffs. Like, the Huskies yeah. – the Huskies – 2016, Stanford, the McCaffrey year, the, the Oregon yeah. team that made the national championship. <laughs> Six years since you've had you a got team the that words can even, Good. Yeah, can remotely remotely uh, compete, I feel like, with the best teams in the country, which is all that really matters, you know. Like, yeah. You know, USC is at home. They had Cal at home. They only won by six. You know, and we struggled against Cal, you know, and Cal's terrible, so... <laughs> uh, and, and Cal came out with that funky like three man rush at dropping eight, and you remember that Pedix was just throwing a bunch of dink and dunks for a while there. But look, I think Wilcox's whole strategy is just not to get blown out. <laughs> like Cal, yeah. Cal does not win. They don't like the last few years. They don't win games, but they don't really get like plundered. They always lose by like. They always play, like, either a, a six-point game or they lose by, like, 15, and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Or maybe okay, we're cutting like, away. We're cutting away live now to the Cal locker room. No, <laughs> it's really – You're going to go out there. Peterson. You're going to leave it all out on the field. And, by God, we are not going to get blown out. Now go out there and don't get blown out. <laughs> it's – it's uh, yeah, it's yeah, totally. Chris, it's a Chris Peterson – thing you know jimmy lake had that uh jimmy lake had that you know don't don't get uh we're, we're not going to win a bunch of games uh but we're not going to get blown out <laughs> that was, I mean, that was washington be, that was washington last year you know is that a bullet point for uh for wilcox's agent when they're in negotiations <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, he'd be great for, like, Vanderbilt or somewhere. Like, you're like, yeah, like, we know Vanderbilt's not going to win games, but, hey, we're not going to get blown out the way we used to. I mean, yeah, their games are always, like, the game against the Huskies where you're, like, they're in it, like, the whole time. But you're, like, you never felt like they could actually win that game. 
uh, and if they did, it felt like it had to be like a fluke. Uh, but yeah, Cal. Oh, sorry, you talking about the Cal game for us? The Cal Husky game, yeah, it was like they never felt like Cal was actually in the game, even when they were. And they did that to Notre Damn. Dame. And St- Stanford beat fucking Notre Dame. I mean, uh, I, I was always aware that we were one step, one move of stepping on a rake of losing that game, but it would take us <laughs> stepping on a rake. Well, it would take yeah. boss baby Evan Weaver to come back. <laughs> <laughs> and you and Joey sitting in the fourth row yelling at him. <laughs> That's yeah. right. <laughs> I, I challenged him to a fight last year, and he didn't, he didn't even respond. So, uh, Yeah, it, it, it's funny when, you, when, I, when I sat here and I was thinking about it last night, I thought, you know, the only two games I ever had the feeling of, like, they're not going to win this game were the two games they lost. Even even you, the Oregon State game was like, you know, it was like, it was like they're going to win this game. There's there's something about this game. You know, like, it's like they, okay, Beavs, we handed you your one, you know, your one win against a shit team last year, kind of like with the Cougs, you know. Okay, we handed you your one win. Okay, now we're going to get back to, you know, the the world spinning on its uh, correct axis again, you know. And and I never I, – I had the feeling the whole time of UCLA and Arizona State, like, we're we're not going to win this game. There's, there's something weird going on, like this mysterious vibe of these games. Like, we're not going to win. There's, there's, something, there's something going on with the other team that they feel like they desperately need this game for no reason. Well, it's called and the backup gonna, quarterback. <laughs> yeah, it's called the backup. <laughs> well, well, Dor- Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who, who created some, some world in his head where he got, he got kicked off the UW team. He, he, uh, he had a bad recruiting visit. Uh, you know, Chris Peterson uh, gave him orange juice in his cereal instead of his milk. <laughs> yeah, all this stuff he created in his head where he he hated you, Dub. <laughs> okay, okay, kid. Well, you know, <laughs> great. <laughs> I I wrote about this in the Dogs of War. I'm almost positive it was in the book. Um, but Daryl Daniels, this goes, this goes back to the 2000 Huskies Rose Bowl team. But uh, during uh, when they were in the team room before games, uh, Daryl Daniels said he would stand in the back of the room with Jeremiah Farms. And he'd go through all these scenarios where uh, guys on the other team's offense, they had like, literally he would have these things of that they raped your daughter, they raped your wife, they murdered your, your family, and it would work him into this huge rage, and then that's what he would go out on the field with. So, Farms yeah, I remember reading that. So, and then you move, uh, you know, a generation later, and we got Psalm Lushing out there. So, so, <laughs> uh, speaking who's, of whose favorite player, whose who, whose favorite player was that? Was that that oh, that's Tequila's favorite player? No, oh, I didn't Lushing, know that. Right? Oh, Psalm Lushing, I didn't know that either. Oh, I think, I he, I he, think he already farm. hates us. Now he's gonna hate us more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that he uh, oh, hates and, uh, this, but yeah, yeah, Damone, his favorite player is Talia Crichton. I know that he's made that Ooh. pretty clear. <laughs> Talia, goddamn Crichton. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Hey, may may have a better career than Savelle Smalls. Boom. Uh, <laughs> or the right up there. Is yeah. it, it yeah. real? I'll just briefly say, isn't it amazing how the trajectory of the downward trajectory of both uh, Sam Hewitt and Savelle Smalls has been? It's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I mean they're, I mean they're both <laughs> in the. I don't, I don't think either of them are going to finish at Washington. I mean, someone had a great point, I think, on the board I saw t- today of just, like, Smalls is just so astonishing because you're, like, five-star recruits, you at least usually can see something. Maybe they look the part. Right. Maybe maybe they flash and they're, like, they show some speed or they show some strength, and you're, like, he just – there's not a single thing about him that gives you any – pods like Heward even like Heward in that Apple Cup where he played he did have a few throws where you saw what he what he is but Smalls you're just like I don't see a single fucking thing he doesn't look good like physically he doesn't look fast he doesn't look athletic he doesn't like look tough he just looks like he literally looks just like a guy who's like 6'3 250 and who is out there like someone's like yeah he looks like a guy who could play for Montana State like it's so fucking bad but before yeah, I, I don't forget. mean to be a dick, but that's a perfect description, no, though. It, yeah, whoever posted that, yeah, like nailed it. And yeah, we're not. I, I really, uh, I really hope he can somehow turn it around. And I, I appreciate anybody who, you know, supposedly had offers to go to a lot of other places and chose to go to Washington. So I kind of do worry that you know maybe we should have publicly shit on them on the like in some way. But it's just astonishing. But, okay, but know, then JTT goes to Ohio State, and then it's oh, he had eleven sacks last week and three fumble recoveries, and he sat out the fourth quarter, and it's like oh, that's great. Well, I mean, there's a a point. I mean, JTT he flashed one game, but I mean, so you at least I you see it, but JTT also I think he's he's like 29th in the Big Ten in sacks. Like he is not. Uh, he's I mean that's another side thing of where. It's a long topic that could be part of our Oregon no, podcast enough. of like like recruiting recruiting has also ruined like college football like awards and rankings and stuff like that where you have guys who in the other way like don't really do that much if they got anointed like as stars coming out of high school and reporters and people on Twitter are lazy so they just like continue to be like, Oh yeah, he's really good. It's like did you look at his stats in any other game? He has like one tackle a game and no sacks. So that's an aside, but that's a uh, very fair, very fair point you make, though. Yeah, but yeah. you see that. I mean, there's probably even guys in the Huskies. Like I remember, Shaq Thompson would be like first team All Pac-12 as like his like first and second year, and I'm like, oh, I don't really remember him doing much those years. Like, uh, but because he was a big recruit and got hyped, like people just like kind of like check the box sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't didn't Jackson Kirkland get a? Didn't he get like an all conference <laughs> last year? He's probably yeah. Yep. He's probably going to get it. That's why uh, Willie laughed. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's probably, yeah, yeah. Every every uh, every one of us Husky fans is like kind of making that that Michael Scott face, you know, like <laughs> yeah, you know, like, <laughs> you know. I, I hey, I feel like I I feel like it's one thing I'm proud of at Hardcore Husky. We like, you know, everybody else hates us because we're negative, but I feel like we're the most honest fans. You know, like, like, absolutely. We know who, we, know, we know which players are aren't very good. 
<laughs> we know who's, who, we know who we're you know who we're trying to scam. You know we're we're getting scammed by you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I would use that desk catalog. I would use that as like my defense. Like when I get into arguments with like Oregon people, I'm like, look, like I'll I can admit when there's Husky players that are overrated. Here's some examples are shit like that. But then like they never back down. I'm like. Case in point, if Noah Sewell gets a single vote for, like, any Pac-12 honorable mention, it's fucking ridiculous. That guy, like, literally had, like, a Kyler Manu season uh, level bad, bad year. Uh, but that's the deal. Like, they decide – they decide uh, – Kyler decide, Manu is now a noun, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't – yeah, I don't think he's had a <laughs> – that's, that's what it is. But, yeah, they decide some of that shit before the season now because of – Recruiting, but Smalls is so bad he can't get any of it. Yeah, fake fake narratives are. You can see it a lot in like uh, in uh, college basketball. You know these these. Uh, you know, hey, the ACC is going to be so top to bottom good, and then it, as you start to watch, you know, it, it the conference won't be as good as you think it will be, but it doesn't matter. They're you know because of the preseason hype, they'll 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 have like you know, 11 teams in the tournament, and then and then nine of them will get out in the first round. You know, you can see it more in, like, college basketball, but certain to, there's a lot of shit that's starting to creep into college football where, you know, it's either it's either a tough piece or a hit piece, you know, on, on a team. Yes. Because college, college football is like a – college football is like a reality show of, of programs, and – you know, the NFL is like a reality show of, of quarterbacks. And and it's either it's either puff piece or, or hit piece. You know, if you watch if you watch sports media, you know, it's Russell Wilson there can be no positive talk of Russell Wilson now. It's it's all it's all hit piece on Wonder Boy. And, <laughs> and it really takes it really takes Oh yeah, that uh, shout out. My cousin Rodney came up with Wonder Boy like ten years ago. It was really funny. Wonder Boy. He may have been, you know, he may have been a dick, but he did win a lot of games for us. It's hard to stand up for him right now because he's he's always been weird. But to realize, you know, that he wouldn't even give his own phone number to the likes of Marshawn uh, Lynch and and uh, Richard Sherman and. And all the other stuff, and uh, and what uh, what that, that woman has done to his brain. There. That stuff has always been out there, and people just ignored it. It was like a weird, you know, you couldn't call him short. It was like a weird thing. This dynamic, people, you know. You, well, that's hey, a narrative. Hey, hey, that's he different. He plays. He plays hard. He plays hard. It's like he's short. You know, like this is not, you know, a untruthful thing where, you know, he's short and it's hard for him to see out of the pocket. It's hard. When he, when well, he lost his mobility, that's where, that's the first thing that went. And then the other thing I think is, you know, his, his, I guess his mentor or whatever died. And then, and I, and like I said a second ago, and I've said before that that wife of his is, uh, I, I feel like she's, uh, she's the serpent in the garden, him- you know? She turned him into some... Rick Vaughn from Major League Two. 
Yep, I mean, you know, what? she she could only she was like a you can't even call her a grade B pop star. She was like a grade C. No, I never even heard of her until she started dating her. And, I don't uh, think she, I know one she, Sierra song. I I only know one because I heard it on uh, Danny David Moore and it was awful. But um, but I uh, but I think she. This is just me speculating. I could be wrong, but I think that. Uh, that she saw Russell Wilson is that she had she had hit her ceiling and she saw him as a staircase to hire. You know, next thing you know, she's at uh, soirees at the White House and all that kind of thing. So she got what she wanted in that sense, but now she's got a guy that uh, the whole world is turning on, and from his own overbloated ego and everything, he he deserves a lot. What's coming down on him and his, and uh, you know, the Seahawks are going to probably end up. I don't even know if the CX are going to make the playoffs this year, even though everybody thinks they are. But, um, but you know, they'll probably end up drafted sixth or seventh in the in the in the first round next year, and uh, you know, that's nice well, for the it, future. Everything with the Seahawks has turned into a bonus with how the uh, uh, how the Husky season and the Mariners season went. You know, it's, mm-hmm. for for me, anyways. I mean, I don't even. <laughs> yeah, I don't even like. get all antsy about a Seahawks game this year because it's like everything has been kind of like like a, yeah. just a good, you know, like they lost last week. It kind of sucked, but it was like, oh, well, oh, well, cool. You know, they got they got that pick from Denver, and, you know, there's just a lot to be happy about in the future with the Seahawks. So it's like a, you know, just kind of like a whatever vibe, you know, the Coug whatever yep. girl. You know, <laughs> would look, look. I can bring it. There's something so sexy about circle. her. I just don't know. <laughs> I can bring a full circle on Russell Wilson and close the close the knot, which is and also in our conversation of Russell Wilson and Kanye West are kind of on a similar similar fucking path <laughs> of like Wonder Wonder Boy, just like. Oh, killing it, you know, like, whether you do or don't like Kanye West, he's pretty well regarded for his music uh, at one point, about, about the same time Russell Wilson was. And, uh, but at the same time, there was always weird shit going on. They were weirdos. Uh, Kanye West's mom died, and he never really was the same again. And now they're just completely, every week, I feel like, you're like, what now? <laughs> Some new crazy thing comes out. <laughs> and it does kind of, like, this is probably more for a, a culture or tug topic of like, there is a legit thing to me that kind of creeps me out of like so many big black, like big time black entertainers, like our athletes just always seem to like explode. Now uh, it's kind of weirded me out uh, to the point of like, what is like, why does that always have to be the case? But yeah, well, I mean, there's that Russell. many there's Antonio Brown and, and uh, Oh, I'm thinking more like and, Michael yeah. Jackson. Michael Jackson, Tiger Woods, uh, Kanye. Michael Jackson. You look at Michael Jackson. You don't think Michael Jackson melted down? You thought you think Michael Jackson had a had a nice, a public, you know, a, a celebrity life. Well, I mean, well, okay. Well, I was oh, okay. I mean, if you're, he's off. First of all, so he's been gone for about twelve years, right? <laughs> So I was like, I was thinking, is there an athlete that you were referring to of the same name? And I'm drawing a blank here. So, oh no, I'm talking because you said you said recently that there's been a, a bunch of black either 
athletes slash celebrities that are melting down, and then you go I, back twelve years. So oh, it threw me off. I didn't mean re- I didn't say I didn't mean to say recently. I meant just like overall. It feels like a lot of oh. a lot of they. It seems like they seem to that that seems to happen a lot. But never mind. We're pretty deep in that. I'll change the subject by you know. <laughs> back to Huskies. Next week it'll Jeff. be white celebrities who are melting down <laughs> on the Hardcore Husky podcast. Yeah, I texted Joey. Uh, I forgot to tell you that my dad said D- the DTR looks like a plucked bird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> guy looks like some kind of plucked bird. <laughs> now, by the way, like in, in, in August, I was saying UCLA would win nine or ten games. Uh, I was the uh, on the receiving end of quite a bit of scorn, including from a certain creepy coog uh, who said that uh, <laughs> they would the dream season would mean seven wins. They did win nine, but. It's not also that I thought that they were going to be a superpower, but also they had like the softest schedule in the history of college yeah, football. So they it's did. like there's no there's no way that they're losing, <laughs> and they still almost lost to Southern Alabama. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, then of course they beat us, and like we were saying before we started recording, that uh, as Joey was referencing, the DTR somehow gets it into, or maybe we were recording, I don't remember, but the DTR gets it into his head that the Huskies have wronged him for the last 20 years of his life and he, he's got to get revenge now or whatever and why i don't know yeah. you know why <laughs> i don't uh, why yeah, watch yeah. it what did we do to you weird why are you all greased up as you guys say <laughs> yeah i that was i mean uh it was one of those things where like i was at the rose bowl for the game in 2018 the oh, that's right. almost almost oh. lost at ucla I was at the Rose Bowl and the game at UCLA that year, and, like, DTR was, like, 24 of, like, 28. Uh, we'd be true <laughs> freshmen for, like, it was just unstoppable and looked pissed off, and you're just like, I was just like, Ugh. I mean, I, I guess, sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure he threw, like, four picks the week before and, like, was terrible than the week after. So, yeah, I mean, we will happily – we could also make a Hall of Fame of players, uh, opposing Pac-12 players we're glad to see – uh, finally graduate, he would be pretty high up there on my list. Uh, also, jumping, hurdling guys in college football has kind of jumped the shark. Literally, yeah. like I feel like I feel like every week our guy now, did it. Like, yeah, you see guys. We also see guys too that like now we're doing <laughs> Yeah, at midfield, and when they're like, they could have just tried to like spin or run through the tackle, uh, and they would have got more yardage, but they did like the stupid hurdle. And it's like cool. And then they never actually hurdle the guy. They just end up like landing on top of them and then like like going down and then everyone freaks out. Well, and then in Cam Davis's thing, he fumbled. <laughs> so allegedly, allegedly fumbled. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, leave it to the Pac twelve to not have a camera on the other side of the on the other sideline that would have shown if Cam Davis actually recovered his own fumble and then it got stolen while he was laying on the ground. Which also is what it kind of looked like, you know? (laughs) Look, I'm gonna, I'm giving my refer officiating, uh, bitching. Uh, I retired it for the year after the Oregon, the Oregon game where they didn't fuck up the Jalen McMillan catch and they didn't fuck up the illegal touching, uh, Troy Franklin, so I'm giving them a pass 
for this year because I, I felt like I would never be treated that well. I felt like that would just never happen. Dear God. <laughs> uh, I don't, Joey, are you laughing because you're looking at what I'm looking at? I'm, I'm watching the TCU game. I don't know what oh. are we looking at. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, three minutes ago, Mike Seaver, a Duck fan, posted something in the <laughs> Duck Refuge on Hardcore Husky. I'm going to try to briefly explain it to listeners, and then we'll move on. It's Husky Stadium viewed from the end zone. Michael Penix is waving with a smile on his face, but he's in a wheelchair. There's a – looks like a Florida State male cheerleader. There's a – looks like a uh, a very – Happy, I I guess we'll say, uh, Tennessee Titans male cheerleader doing the splits, and he's missing a foot. Um, You have a man who I know who they're trying to say this is in a purple coat, and it's a skeleton. (laughs) There's a big giant moon and space shuttle over Lake Washington and uh, subway banner ads all over the place. Oh, they've got... (laughs) The crowd is so bad that we've got subway stuff covering the entire upper decks because nobody showed up. I don't know what this guy's drinking, but <laughs> Mike Seaver, a shout out to you. He's got a lot of a lot of free time. Did you? Are you looking at it? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? It. it says attendance two hundred fifty-seven thousand. So <laughs> Eddie show in a Titans uniform. <laughs> Is that Don Brent James Hubby? with a skeleton head? No, I think it's actually. Isn't that a Don James picture? It is. Yeah, with, they, a, they, with a skeleton as his head, right? Yeah, which is not real, you know, whatever. But okay, well, yeah, yeah, we get it. He's dead. <laughs> All right, boy. Our, you know, our uh, fans, uh, our fans are kind of flipping out because everybody's. You know, I originally created the Duck Refuge as a place where Duck fans who were getting banned from E-Duck could come over and have a place. But it's turned into, ever since we win one game down there, now, you know, half our board's <laughs> going over there to slam dunk on them. So. Yeah, I might be too. I might, I might have fell into that. Uh, well, you and Joey have, both, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I admit that I kind of, I no, flipped up. Have, you know. I, it's, you know, it's, it is it's what it is. You go so, in there. Yeah, you you go in there, and I, I used to go on Twitter and argue with those fucks, uh, which the guys the guys in the, the refuge are a million times better than the retards and the fucking media, fake media guys on Twitter who it really is hard for me not to get into arguments with them. Uh, so I need some sort of outlet to shit on those, shit on those guys, okay? It's well, not to like their credit, live, they don't go my fucking life. To, to their credit, a lot, most of them have stood their ground and give the shit back. They don't disappear. So, yeah, no, I uh, uh, there's some pretty funny and good Oregon people out there. Like, actually, some of them are the best at making fun of the Huskies. Like, uh, there's some good ones on Twitter. Uh, my favorite, I showed Joey. Uh, I think it was Puddle. He was like, uh, "Well, good thing Oregon's not." no one's factoring into Oregon not playing in the championship game because they're going to be without DJ Johnson. So I'm glad we're not playing with the guy who punched the Oregon State man. It's like, I actually, yeah, they, there's some good humor. Like the person who made the, the one shining moment, uh, you know, video with Jimmy Lake and Jen Cohen. Like, oh, that was funny. 
Yeah, they have some good stuff. I, I, I do enjoy some Oregon stuff. Oh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hand it to anybody who comes up with something funny. I mean, you know, I'm not, I don't have like, I don't have like too thin of skin or anything. So, you don't have what? I don't have like too thin of skin to oh, no, not be able to. No. to it's it's all fun, and, and I. I like uh, I like all the I like all the duck fans on our board. I think it's funny. I think you should just to troll them, make uh, the duck refuge a paywall. <laughs> you know, I think that would be especially after the win this year. That would have been funny, but uh, yeah, I, I like I like every I like every Husky post. I, I, I like every Joey. I appreciate any opinion. I don't care what Joey. I'll charge what? you thirty-seven dollars and thirty-four cents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, very good, very good. Would have been better Thanks. in twenty. Please clap. You're charging them seventy dollars and twenty-one cents. Oh, that's better. That would have been good, but yeah, I, li- hey. I, I like uh, I, I like every 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 poster on the on the website. I mean. I, I'm just I was just kidding about the tequila stuff earlier, so I'm rooting for TCU tequila. I'm rooting for him. I don't know why I just had decided watching the game that Kansas State is like Utah. They're just happy to be there and they can fuck off. So <laughs> no, you know, and, and TCU hasn't done much in a while. I know tequila would disagree with that, but you know, they had a couple of nice years with Patterson about a decade ago, but they haven't really been relevant and to see what they're doing right now is pretty special and they beat Texas, which is all I wanted them to do. So um, what, what I want to know is do they call Max Duggan Hacksaw? Please someone start calling him Hacksaw. Start calling him Hacksaw. It's a pro wrestling reference. Well, you're talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> I, I got no response from Wooly Duke on that one. That's different. pro wrestling. Well, well, we're at that part of the pod- podcast where Wooly turns into Teller, right? Yeah. I, well, you, you had to have heard of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Come on. I I know all about Hacksaw. That's a good. No, it's a good one. It's little. Was he from Blaine? From Blaine? No, he was from uh, Custer. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, it did make yeah, me think right. of when I was in high school, my high school basketball team and friends had a run-in with this guy, the Piggyback Bandit. Uh, you can Google him if you want. He's, he's a Piggyback <laughs> Bandit. It's, it's perfect for hardcore Husky, by the way. I, should, I uh, could do a whole off-season pod about him. So he's a guy who pretends to be – I think he pretends like he has Down syndrome. He does not. I think he supposedly has Asperger's or he's autistic. And he uh, – goes around the country, he gets kicked out of different states because he likes to jump on and piggyback high school athletes. And he did it to a couple of my friends on my team, and we had video of it, but they had a boner. This is, and, uh, this is a weirdo. This is a whole-time weirdo. But we were uh, – we started to get – he pretends to be a water, bo- <laughs> a water boy for our team, even though he wasn't associated with us. And we got suspicious of him at first because uh, we, he pretended to have Down syndrome, and my friends started talking to him about professional wrestling – and my friend's like, he knows nothing about professional wrestling. I don't think he has Down syndrome <laughs> because there's no way, no, no one who has Down syndrome does, does not like, does not know a lot about professional wrestling. So that's my long-winded way of saying Joey 
uh, you're in good company with pro wrestling fans. <laughs> a Washington man dubbed as the piggyback bandit, infamous in multiple states for jumping on the oh, backs yeah. of student athletes, was nabbed at Dallas Love Field this month on a drug charge. Sherwin oh, Shea Yegan, 34, yeah. faces a misdemeanor marijuana possession charge, released, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. All righty. Yeah, he, he's like he's like a like ten states or something. Fourteen he, states. He, Wait, I think it said somewhere in here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, this guy's a weirdo. I'm surprised I've never heard of him, but uh, all timer, all timer uh, <laughs> weirdo story should be. I, I, Daddy, there, how there's not like a Netflix docu series about him yet? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> It would be a phenomenon because he is the craziest, weirdest thing, like ever. Uh, we have video of him. He has a boner because people are always like, "Is it sexually motivated?" We're not sure. It might just be that he likes to jump on fifteen-year-old boys. His back's like, no. We have video of him and he has a fucking boner after yeah. he jumped on uh, my friend's back. Uh, oh, I believe man. he. I believe. I believe he also piggyback banded Mike Jensen, uh, the, the old Husky basketball player. <laughs> Maybe that explains his off senior year then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that 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 I mean uh Remember somebody was saying something bad about Mike Jensen and then on Dogman and somebody came in and said, Hey, his parents read these boards or something. You remember that? <laughs> I do remember oh. that, yeah. yeah. Well that was a constant that was a constant thing there is. Yeah. Hey, the parents and players read these boards. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> One judge in Montana where he pleaded guilty to misdemeanor assault in 2012 gave him a suspended prison sentence and urged him to go home. Quote, go back to Seattle and behave, Judge Bob Wood told him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so coming in March on Netflix. Uh, well, I think Willie Duke's buddy was gonna do like a YouTube documentary, mini documentary on the piggyback bandit or something or whatever he, he called won't. it. Yeah. And then he got a it then had he got a, a funny it had a funny title. What it had a funny oh, title. Yeah. I forget. What, what, was, forget what it was called. It was pretty the, good. The ballad, I, I gotta... the ballad of the piggyback bandit or something. <laughs> <laughs> you never know where the hardcore husky podcast is gonna lead you. No, I was gonna no. steer it I was gonna steer it back on the road uh by uh pointing out that uh it w- here's a hypothetical. What if they're uh what if the committee's just so you know, in the cotton bowl so disgusted with USC's performance, you know, what if they drop them all the way down and, like, USC has to go to the... So, if you're a viewer, would you watch an Alamo Bowl where it's USC versus Stark? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, I would actually watch that. Um, Rooting for USC, yep. I don't think they're going to pay attention to... I, I don't think, you know... Uh, the four-letter mothership will will make a bigger deal, big deal out of, you know, Sark facing Washington, you know, because it was his, no. it was two teams ago, no. and not not his last, you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, I nobody don't think they knew care how anyways. much of a, 
no, nobody knew how much of a drunk he was here. They they only saw how much of a drunk he was at USC. So you know, and I you know, was it was that would send us down to the down to the Holiday Bowl, likely. Well, that would so, be fine. Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, even though the Cotton Bowl would be very unappealing in terms of playing Tulane. That's you know you're in Texas it's a you know it's a more of a prominent bowl I think for the fans point of view uh, the Holiday Bowl would be a lot of fun and um, I don't know that Penix will uh, be coming back but if there's any chance he would be coming back it would really be great if he announced it about 48 hours before kickoff just make it a a big splash you know but that's oh, yeah. me doing yeah. there. Yeah. Absolutely want the shit out of the Cotton Bowl over the Alamo or Holiday Bowl. Yeah. I, uh, oh, yeah. It's yeah, not no going to happen. They're gonna, it's not happening. No, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. They're going to the Alamo Bowl, you know, it, which somehow in all this happening, they probably have a, a – someone pointed out, too, it's like they went from the Rose Bowl against a, a Penn State team, which is like the perfect team for them to play, like – a shitty quarterback, like a fucking team that has no dynamic offense. Uh, you know, their defense isn't that good. They're just kind of a blah, Big Ten team. And now they're playing a fucking road game against a guy who has a reason to want to fucking win as coach with a fucking team with a really good offense that, you know, just lost a lot of close games. <laughs> like, like, it's not uh, it, it, not it's not great. They should still beat fucking Texas, but it, that drop-off fucking sucks like really bad. So would would Kansas yes. State where would Kansas State go if they if they win this game? Would they go to the Cotton Bowl? Boy, that's interesting. I think I can't they remember automatic the, with sugar. I think they're automatic tie into the sugar. So then so then like TCU would go to the Cotton Bowl. Potentially. Wow, heading into the fourth quarter, Kansas State twenty one to seventeen over TCU. But but so like so TCU you know they go from third like say they lose by they're they're not gonna get they're not getting they're not gonna get blown out they're gonna if they lose they're gonna lose by a field goal you know oh my yep. god what a pit. and they're about ready to score what a bad throw no they just threw an interception oh I'm looking What's at bad? the scoreboard I'm not looking at the game oh no Max Duggan just threw an interception in the end zone but. So Kansas State wins this game close. Like TCU's not going to drop that. Like they're going to they're going to plummet USC. The committee is oh, going to plummet them. Oh, they'd be they're down to like nine, them. ten. And, and what's yeah. bullshit is is Penn State. Penn State has uh, no no significant wins. I mean, you could argue the first game of the year against at Purdue is their is their best win. You know, and and that's not. I mean Washington Washington, you know, uh in the conference, Washington you could argue has had the best, you know, like four game stretch. You know, of all the four game stretches of the conference. Yeah. You know, yes. they, they beat they beat Oregon a nine and three Oregon State team. They go on the road and they beat a nine and three uh duck team and then they uh they go on the you know, and then uh they they just kinda of walk over Colorado on their way to the bathroom. And then they go to uh, they go to Pullman and they beat uh, you know a seven and five that was a good that was a good Cougar team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, it was a good Cougar team, and you know it was, a, it was a, allegedly good defense, but you know that they was weren't a, a bad team. team that, I'll say that. 
No, no, and it was it was on the but road, they were and a, it was uh, you know. It, I mean, a seven and five, seven and five Cougar team is historically that that's a good Cougar team, you know. For, well, but for okay, Cougs, but again, you know, if you subscribe to my premise that the Pac-12 is incredibly weak, then a, you know a seven team, a seven win team now compared to seven win teams from the past, they'd probably get their ass kicked. So. I think the conference is very weak. Yeah, but yeah. that's you know well, that's everything. Like I was talking about recently, where it's like I went like and looked at the 2009 Stanford team that went like seven and five. I'm like that team would go fucking thirteen and zero in the Pac-12 and RP <laughs> with that seven and five. <laughs> but but right, I mean, you look at look at Penn State. Penn State's just sitting there. Penn State's just sitting there at eight. And they're just an automatic, like they're just automatic going to get into a New Year's Six game. And and you know Washington's like one of the hottest teams in the country. They've won six in a row. You know, and and we're yes. not. You know, if if you're the Pac, if you're the Pac-12, like I said last night, you should be just you should go and lobby to them and say, you know, fuck USC. We don't we don't want USC. We don't want them in any bowl game you're a part of. We, we'd you rather know what? send Washington. They you won't know what, do it. What? When you, it, it, not to dwell too much on the past, but I'll say this, is that when you when you fire your head coach in, uh, you know, June or July and 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 bring in the Gilby and then he fails <laughs> and you bring in Tyrone and you bring in some like Todd Turner and you have someone like Emmert, you know, fiddle-fudding with everything and fucking it everything up, and then you bring in a drunkard like Sark, and the the whole the whole thing that we've gone through, and then you know the whole you know <laughs> the whole uh, sustainability thing, and uh, you know they're all the student athletes are equal, and and all this nonsense. And now you fast forward to 2022, and you've got a legit 10 and two football team that deserves every bit as much as a Penn State but we're not considered to be on Penn State's footing because Penn State's always been serious about football, and we took a 20-year uh, hiatus to uh, fiddle-fart around with all this nonsense. And we, and if we hadn't done that, you know, and it's it's water under the bridge, so it doesn't deserve more than a minute and a mere mention, but it's like we did this to ourselves, you know. Penn yeah, State, and I hate Penn State. <laughs> Yeah, but still. <laughs> but yeah, they but. they they've always been they've maintained the seriousness about it, and we have not. Wow, Kansas yeah, State just scored a touchdown. Yeah, we and we did not molest have a big you know molestation <laughs> festival for twenty years. You know, score uh, one well, for not Washington. To, not not yeah. to not to shit not to put shit the banner, raise the banner. Not to shit on your point, but. Uh, yeah, they care so much they covered up child molestation. That's how much they uh, care exactly. about football. Okay, well, that kind yeah. of proves my point. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was saying, yeah. Oh, I thought they, you were arguing. Care. Okay. No, they, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also, uh, my one more bitch thing about the outcome of the fucking game last night, if it also sent fucking Ohio State unfairly to the playoff, I was really hoping – JT and Egbuka would never play in a playoff and never beat Michigan. So now they get to back back door their way in there. Also, again, having beaten no one, 
they get to fucking now play uh, in the playoffs. I hope Georgia beats them by fucking 85. Yep. Probably won't happen, but okay. You never know. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, they're going to get to play. Not, yeah, get I'm watching – I'm watching this Kansas State, you know, Kansas State, it's like they're not going to win. They're, Kansas State's never going to win a national title. Never. Well, I'd so never they're, say they're, never. They're but, these, you know. these, champ, these championship games, these championship games, I mean, they have to be just, they always say, that, oh, oh, you're going to have a tournament, the regular season's going to matter, which is like the dumbest thing everybody says, like the dumbest cliché. These championship games are much worse than people than people think they are. <laughs> They're this, fucking this, terrible. Kansas State winning this Kansas State winning this game fucks over the conference. Utah winning that game fucks over the conference. And all they do is benefit these nine and three teams. That a nine and three season is a great season for these programs. It does nothing to benefit the conference. It all it does is get get them out of the fucking get them out of the uh, uh, final mm-hmm. four and gets them out of the gets them out of this final four. And so uh, these championship games don't do anything. They need to do away with them once mm. if they get the uh, if they get a twelve team playoff. They need to do away with them. We have a we have a uh, a final score coming in over the wire just now. Uh, Georgia ninety two, Ohio State seven. <laughs> wow. Georgia scored fifty six hey. points in the third quarter. So <laughs> No TCU with TCU losing this game, Ohio State's gonna get play Michigan again, which is gonna be like again, we're talking keep talking about expanding the playoff. It's like, well, uh <laughs> we we only have four and we already have a rematch of a game that already happened. Uh, like the last week of the regular season, congratulations. Uh, especially for Michigan now, you're like, we beat Ohio State at Ohio State, and then now to play for the national championship, instead of just fucking playing for it, we have to yep. beat Ohio State again. Like, great. Yep. That, that is fucking amazing. Like, uh, hopefully maybe the committee will kind of cheat and then put someone else, put Michigan at one or something so they don't have to play that game again because – no, they're nah, going. They're going to put Bam. Bama's going to go in. They are going to Bama's going to be like Bama's going to be. They're going to make Bama three. It's going to be Michigan versus Bama, and it's going to be Georgia. It's going to be a two conference thing. Yep. You're because right. you have That's these, not happen. these two. You have these two fucking. Yes, it will. Who, who else are they going to no. put in? <laughs> who else are they going to put in? They're going to put in Oregon. Bo Nix is back. They're putting it in Oregon. I actually, I, I wouldn't be surprised if went on Twitter and like all the fake media guys from Oregon right now are like, look, like if Purdue beats Michigan, here's the path to Oregon. Oregon should get a shot because Bo oh. Nix got hurt. Oh, by the way, I was watching uh, some show I was watching Monday or Tuesday. I was watching some show on ESPN and they were showing like a highlight package. Maybe it was like Pardon the Interruption or I can't remember what it was, but they were showing like some highlight package of you know college football, and they were showing Oregon scoring a touchdown against against Washington, and I was like, why the fuck are they showing them on this highlight package? They lost that fucking game. They're not even in the college playoff discussion. There's nothing about them that is relevant right now. Nothing. National who, brand, who baby. The fuck is it? 
I, I hope you drafted a stern letter to the president of the network. <laughs> it's just, it, it's just so, it's just so irritating. It, you know, all I'll it, say it, is that Washington had a better year than Oregon uh, did last year, and uh, Braylon Trice led the country in pressures. And you've never fucking heard of Braylon Trice. Even casual Husky fans probably don't know who he is. Uh, but fucking Thibodeau. <laughs> Uh, if he got within eight Good yards point. of a quarter, a quarterback, everyone in the whole entire country is just like, oh, Thibodeau. It's like, but Braylon Trice led the fucking nation, the nation in pressure. Well, yeah. You've never heard of him. And he played, they had a better season. Like, it's not like it wasn't just that he was not irrelevant. He played in the same conference. It's just part of that's on the fucking university for uh, not promoting properly, but also it's on the media, because the media used to actually cover sports and announce the game instead of just fucking nard gobbling fucking whoever they're told by someone's comms team to fucking talk about. Well, what about the University of Washington this week? What about the University of Washington this week, though, where they they came out with that thing saying that they've been promoting Pettix for Heisman all year without saying Heisman? That's how clever they were. <laughs> yeah. It's like fuck you, you know. Well, they, it's like they finally you know, they just, finally did one one cool thing this week is they had like a big media blitz with KJR on Tuesday, and it was it was pretty it was pretty cool. I listened to the whole thing, you know, Saki's whole show. I listened to the whole you know podcast on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday on my day off, my my son had the crud, so he stayed home and. You know, I just kind of did shit around the house listening to the podcast, and they finally did that. But they should do that. Love how you had to qualify week. that. <laughs> what? <laughs> listen, it's off. Here's the reason why. Yeah. <laughs> I had a good reason. I did. I, I had a good reason. My son had the cred. <laughs> um, yeah, but they did it like. They basically did it way too late. They they should be doing that oh, once course. a week. Flagship station should be doing that once a week. Now and the one thing I'll say that's the oh, program's sorry, fault. That's the program's fault. Put it rewrite I mean, one, your contract next season. You know that the that KGR pays all the media rights to say no. You have to have this is what you have to have once a week. You have to promote the promote the product that you're covering. Well, because uh, I'll say two things. One, uh, I will say in the university's defense, uh, Ray Spanner made a really good point, though. It's like, you know, he said every time that the Huskies try to promote a player in preseason throughout the season for the Heisman, it always blows up on our face. And the ones (laughs) I can remember would be Chris Chandler, where his junior year was far superior to his senior year. Uh, Napoleon Kaufman, who had an outstanding senior year, but um, it wasn't to be. Uh, especially losing to Oregon, and then then the team faded down the stretch and finished seven and four and lost to the Cougs, um, and, uh, and then and Lockner, Lockner, of course, yeah, and that was a disaster. Was a, so I think I they they shut be... that website down after the Nebraska eight for twenty thing, right, or four for twenty eight, or <laughs> so. Well, he had one. He had one uh, one great deep ball to curse in that Nebraska game, but. Other than that, 
Yeah, you, you, you remember who the starting uh, middle linebacker was in uh, in that Nebraska game in 2010? For Nebraska? No, for the Huskies. Oh, for the Huskies. Starting middle linebacker. Yep. Garrett Gilliland. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Did you get it? Cause, yep. Because Court, wow. Court Dennison was out. Court Dennison was out that game, so they had to start Garrett Gilliland, who was like, "Good, good job." Was Lee. he a true freshman or? I yeah, I think he was either true. I think he was either true or a redshirt. I mean, yeah, he definitely I think was a freshman. Uh, and then he, he, throw, he transferred out, and I, I don't know. I don't know. He sells cars now or something. I, I have no idea. Here, you go, Led Chevrolet. I would throw Cody Pickett, <laughs> Reg, Reggie Williams into the botched Heisman. Is there, Heisman is there something we really, can do about the barking? My dog is just mega fucking annoying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know he makes a cameo every show, but... She knows when I'm on the phone, and then she starts to make noise and grab squeaky toys and bark. And... She's literally that, there was absolutely, one absolutely nothing. <laughs> there was one. Uh, there was one good nugget to come out of that that medium. Oh, not one good nugget. There was there was multiple fun things. You know, it was, uh, Penix describing that first play of the uh, uh, the second half of the Apple Cup. You know, so you you play the podcast and then then go and if you got the Apple Cup on tape, go watch the first play. It's it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Watch him describe it, uh, but Inge was Inge was talking about uh, the uh, the the play where Alex Cook um, Alex Cook hurt hurt uh, Bo Nix in uh, you know in the Oregon game. Okay, they they call they uh, they call the timeout before that play. Like Washington called the timeout because they were basically playing chess with Oregon. They wanted them to run that play. And he says, here's, oh, you know, they were going to, they were going to come out with this, with this formation. He, you know, he was telling Alex Cook, he says, he says, this is what we're, they're going to do. They're going to, we're going to call this formation because we want him to keep the ball. And he says, and you're going to come down and lay the hammer on him. And that's exactly what they did. It was like, I mean, it was pretty cool to listen to him say like, you know, they basically outsmarted, uh, you know, the greatest coaching staff in the world over there. Yeah, it's another middle finger to you, Oregon fans. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, he, you know, uh, they basically, they, they outsmarted him. Like, 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 yeah, yeah, you want to, you, you know, you want to r- use your quarterback like a running back. That's what's going to fucking happen. You know, legal hits are going to fucking happen. Your, your stupid Max Headroom quarterback is going to get fucking hurt. <laughs> you continue to do that shit. That's a wooly do line, Max Headroom. Max Headroom. Uh, yeah. No, I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Bo Nix lost his leg from that play, right? He liter- he uh, he's an amputee, correct? <laughs> I, 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 do we I, need to look yeah. at that Mike Fever picture? <laughs> I had I, I had eye I had eye surgery, so I didn't watch his last two games. I just heard the commentary. He, they kept saying he was playing on one leg. Uh, did he lose his leg, or did he come back in four plays later and look fucking fine uh, playing against Washington? Oh, I just I, we don't, don't refresh me. Tell me, I'll take my answer off air. I'm sensing a lot of anger and issues here. <laughs> it's just, it, it is funny. Next, it, it is next week funny. will be the you therapy the, session with Doctor Johnson. <laughs> it is funny. You what? You listen. To How does that make you feel? They act like. 
they act like he's uh you know he went out there on one of those leg uh leg wheels you know where you have your knees <laughs> sitting on it and you, you're just kind of wheeling no, out like, there like Kurt Schilling with and, the bloody sock I mean yeah and they're they're like they're like oh he's jumping up and down they should have put him back in that play what so the same thing could happen that play was blown <laughs> up if if he would have kept the ball he would he was not keeping the ball if, if he's in there instead of Ty Thompson. He's not keeping the ball. His leg, his leg, you know, his leg busted up. Well, they did run the same exact play against Oregon State on fourth down, and he kept it. He got blown up and they got that, so he lost the game. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, perfect. Like, it's like, oh, they're going to run the Ty Thompson play uh, where he, the running back slipped. It's like, yeah, they ran the same play. It got blown up, and he kept it and just got completely fucking uh, annihilated by Oregon State's defense, proving the point of, like, yeah, that's – Plays, uh, not going to work. Uh, which By another way, shout fuck, out to my yeah. Fuck Utah again. Fuck Utah again <laughs> for not winning that Oregon game. If they win that Oregon game, you know the win last night feels a little better because you're like, oh okay, you know yeah. they they deserved it or whatever. But fuck Utah, fucking losers. So we got Kingdom Urinals right now on the board saying that Kansas State and TCU both suck. The Huskies would destroy either of them. <laughs> At this I mean, point, it's hard, to, it's hard to argue with it. We would destroy it, TCU. Oh no, I don't. I don't think destroy. That would be I a think, game. I think they could beat. I think they'd beat both these teams. But I think we would beat Kansas State. I think TCU would be ten points either way. Uh, anyways, uh, did the, uh, just the uh, I'm not just singling out Kingdom urinals. I mean, uh, almost everyone on there, including me, from time to time, is quote guilty of it. But I mean, the massive hyperbole, massive. <laughs> so look, at, at this no, point, let's just let's just put no it Washington will blow out anybody except Georgia and Michigan this year. Basically, is what I've heard uh, at this point, and I'm guilty. Yeah, you're happy, <laughs> but like. I'll just sit there and text someone like, they'll blow out both these teams, except like, I, w- I wouldn't say that about Georgia. I wouldn't say that about Michigan. Uh, I probably have even been guilty of that claiming against Ohio State if they didn't have Stroud, which uh, if like half the team was sitting, then yeah. That's just, it's true. They would blow out everybody, okay? And I'm going to point out something, too. If they, if they played again. They'd I, blow out Oregon if they played again. I have been defending... Uh, the uh, um, why am I forgetting his name? Holy cow, Mr. Khaki Pants, Harbaugh. Harbaugh. I've been defending. I've been defending Harbaugh for years. Every year, it's the same. Everybody, oh, he's shit. He does. He's terrible. Blah blah. No, oh, he's a good coach. He's a good. Oh, shut up, Stalin. And uh, <laughs> there hasn't been. You know, they're twelve and zero. You know, they last year didn't they go ten and zero or eleven and zero before they lost the game? Um. They, they, they lost to uh, – they went like – fighting Mel Tucker. They lost to – yeah, they lost to Mel Tucker. But they got in the playoff, you know. Well, uh, maybe I'm thinking uh, – there was a point where they went undefeated into the Ohio State game, but I think they lost the Ohio State game, if I remember right. The point is is that he's getting he's getting fantastic results. He's a great coach. Uh, I never understood the vitriol toward him. Um, so, anyways – that thought just popped into my head, and I thought I would state it. 
Uh, he's a he's a better coach than Chip, but I did think Chip with that super soft schedule would get to nine or ten wins, and they're at nine and three. So, and I was wrong about Russell Wilson. I thought Russell Wilson would have a great year this year, but uh, I'm glad he's not. But no, I agree. There we I've go. always been. I've always thought. I mean, Harbaugh. You know, he fucking took Stanford basically and turned them into a power. He the 49ers have been a bad bad franchise for a long, long time, and he made them a power. And then yeah. Michigan. Michigan was worse than quite. They didn't have, like, an 0-12 year. They didn't have, like, the, the bottoms the Huskies have had. But they – Michigan, for, like, 20 years, was bad. Like, they really were, like, worse than Washington for for a lot of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Not And people forget that. Like, Michigan was down. Uh, and he brought them back. So, no, I – I think part of it's being here because the Seahawks fans, because he was a 49ers coach, there's a lot of people who latched on to hating him then. Uh, but, yeah, then there's kind of like he's like dorky, so people kind of latch on to that. But, like, yeah, like him or Definitely. not, he's a really good coach, clearly. Uh, he, mean, he, he might be mildly Shaw. autistic. Yeah. I mean, he's such a good coach. He made David Shaw look like a good coach for, like, eight years. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think Shaw would, had to have been doing something right for a no. part of that. Um, yeah, he's you know, fine, yeah. I think, he's, but I he's did. All right. He ran out of steam, though. Um, he just didn't give a fuck at the end. I don't remember who it was, but there was a poster earlier this year was going. Shaw just doesn't give a shit anymore, and whoever that was was right on the money. So he acknowledged that in his in his uh, in his farewell press conference that I watched that he was saying that. Uh, some some guy in the media was asking him, you know, is it because your team sucks so bad this year that you're stepping down or whatever? And then some other thing he goes, it uh, doesn't have to be either of those things. And then he goes on to say he never had time for himself. And uh, under normal circumstances, he'd be on the road right now. But the, thank God they have the new quiet period or dead period where he can't, coaches can't go. And there was no, no time to spend with family or whatever. And so he didn't give a shit. He just burned out, did the old Peterson thing, and uh, all true. The one thing yeah, is eight million, eight point five million or eight point four million a year. And I never understood why Stanford, which doesn't generate much revenue from their football program, would pay a head coach that much. That's a conversation for another day, but um, uh, that's a shitload of money. That's twice what DeBoer, almost twice what DeBoer is making. So. Anyways, well, maybe, they, maybe they've got some uh, FTX funneling in there or something. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, we haven't heard from uh, Sonics. No, we haven't, yeah. Well, uh, well, the FTX reference may uh, may have something to do with that. It, anyways, um, yeah, the whole burnout, you know, the coach burnout thing, you know, with with Shaw, I mean, and, and Peterson, they seem like a little bit more of a, of a micromanager than, than other, uh, other coaches, you know, like, Mm. you know, even if, even if you look at Nick Saban, he's willing to adapt with the times. Like I, I start, I'm starting to think even Saban's getting a little, you know, with the NIL stuff, like he's getting a little like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, maybe I'm not for this anymore. But even he was willing to adapt and, you know, switch his offensive, you know, schemes around and go to more of, like, 
you know, explosive, you know, an explosive uh, um, hurry up, no huddle uh, offensive schemes, you know, rather than uh, ball control and, uh, you know, ground and pound and just be tougher than everybody. But, you know, you look at Shaw and Peterson, it's like they've, they've never wanted to adapt with their, their offensive philosophies. And it's kind of, you know, kind of, <laughs> it's kind of an under the radar thing that, that kind of pushed them out. But here's, here's the thing. And you make, you just make an excellent point, Joey. So now just, you use your imagination to kind of encapsulate the, the the tremendous offense that we witnessed from this year's Washington Huskies. Now go back in time and transplant that into the 2014 season. That's what we thought we were going to be getting. <laughs> and instead true, we got yeah. the stick-up-the-ass shitty offense that would have rivaled Donovan's horrible season. I mean, it was just painful to watch. Yeah, I mean, do you you really like if you think it's about so the 2016 the 2016 season, you know, having having Ross and Pettis Gaskin, you know, was like this. Well, I was going to say like he had he had two, you know, really good running backs that season. And, you know, it's like yes. was was Browning was Browning just was he just supposed to be a game manager? But it just so happened that we had, you know, a generational explosive receiver in Ross, and then you know a, a guy who was, you know, pretty under the radar, explplosive like Pettis, and well, historically I mean, bad defenses in the conference too, you know. But you know, you had uh, Ahmed who you uh, alluded to, and then of course Gaskin, and it's like how much. How valuable is that play action when you've got a Gaskin, you know? And what does that open exactly. up, you know? It's just exactly. so valuable. And we didn't have it this year when you're handing off to Hawaii Papa. I'm sorry, post-game or slices. <laughs> um, but, you know, Ta- 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 I love you. Derangement but... syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> derangement syndrome. <laughs> that made me laugh last week, and it's hit me again. That's funny. <laughs> that needs to end up in Webster's, but um, you know, we didn't have that this year, and it's so amazing that we did. We that we were so prolific offensively uh, through the air, considering that our running game was so pedestrian. So, yeah, I, I maybe this time. Maybe this Tybo, uh, this Tybo Rogers is more than just a great football name, you know. Well, Maybe I'm going to make a prediction. And... <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, when when they start, you know, the portal season really starts to percolate. I think that somebody's going to come out of nowhere and sign with us, and they're going to be they're going to see an opportunity to be uh, the number one back here. And it's not going to be a Wayne Telepapa type. Well, I hope you're right. I think, I, uh, I think we're going to be very I, excited. That's not I, based I on the, anything, by the way. Just, just hunch. I, I know the, the wet, momentum. I know the wet, the wet dream scenario is is uh, to have <laughs> Penix and and Rome and McMillan all you know all announced are coming back. Uh, <laughs> I know that's the that's the big dream scenario, and and yeah, I'd I'd fucking duke out too if 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 that happened, but um. 
I, I honestly, I think with the way the passing game is, I mean, granted, yeah, we'd have to get a, we'd have to have something good happen with quarterback. Um, you know, if 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 you lose a receiver, I every every year to the draft or something, I have no, I have no doubt in my mind they can they can get another good receiver in the transfer portal that would want to come and play in this offense. It's so um, funny that I agree with you wholeheartedly, and it's so funny looking back now that you know a year know, or thir- one year, thirteen months ago one that year. I was so <laughs> anguished over Palcoa or not Palcoa. Um, help me out, the guy that went to BYU. The wide receiver. Oh, Nakua. Nakua, thank you. <laughs> I was so anguished that he left. I was like, what are we going to do? And it's like, it's comical looking back. Because I didn't think that, I thought Jalen McMillan was too immature and emotional to be focused and, and improve. And he, uh, you, you have to give Shepard a ton of credit, right? I mean, McMillan was awesome. I mean, Oh, he calls him out. Yeah. He, I, I, I look. I have no doubt in my mind that you know Junior Adams, you know, didn't he, I, he didn't want his receivers to be soft, and he didn't want them to be you know dipshits. But whatever it was, the message wasn't the message wasn't coming across. You know, and whatever Shep, I mean, Shepard's gotten uh, McMillan to just do a complete one eighty. You know, it's uh, it's been nice. It, it's 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 really it's really nice to see. I, I that, that's well, probably the best. I mean, yeah, all the love for you know, all the love for uh, Ryan Grubb. You know, with his uh, great play calling and stuff, but that that hire of Jamarcus Shepard, uh, man, that's that's been that's been you know good stuff over mm-hmm. this year. Yep, and I so think, I think Willie Dude's dog uh, ate him. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not jumping in. I, I did. Uh, it was pretty funny. I, I made my comment about Oregon fans and fake media on Twitter, but I had opened Twitter and the first thing I saw was Jordan Reffitt saying, "Like, hey, if Alabama and Tennessee can get into the CFP with two losses, let's talk about Washington." I was like, no. oh, <laughs> fucking, fucking dude, literally take if it's by, actually saying the way. Joke, I just made it. By the way, can we? I, so it's like it's it, it's this thing now. We gotta we gotta crap all over. You know, we're supposed to crap all over Jordan Reffitt or whatever. You know, but uh, God forbid a guy who uh, put more blood, sweat, and tears into that program than any of us fucking dipshits did. <laughs> God forbid. God forbid. I've read four books, program, buddy. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Probably about. Probably about five thousand hours of my life uh, for those four books. <laughs> but okay. No, I. Well, I. I, I, Point I, yeah, taken. I, I totally. Okay. I'm just joking. Okay. Okay. I'll go back. I'll say. I'll say. Most of us dipshit. Okay. <laughs> there, Not this dipshit. That's right. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's like God forbid a guy who played there root for his team. <laughs> Like, like, oh, you're, you're, you're a dude. It's like, yeah, you're a dude. He played for it. Boy, I know, but it's just he like. He loves that program. It's, 
It's funny. Elon Musk needs to I put know. a man on man on Mars by next year. You know, no, that's not. You know, <laughs> that's a terrible example, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I it's, just uh, uh, you know when I hear uh, when I hear. It, by the way, it, when I hear Wooly Duke uh, drop off, I just feel bad for Duger McFarland, who's no. apparently really apparently really Nothing turned to beat on. Up by, to. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, I, I, mean, I was going to post mean, maybe, the George Costanza thing, but you beat me to it. <laughs> I mean, maybe, uh, well, maybe we're assuming Duger McFarland's a, a man, and uh, we maybe we just don't know, <laughs> you know? Well, don't gender. Um, I still think it's Bill Duke. Well, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> apparently the, uh, the uh, manly, dulcet tones of your voice there – Fully, <laughs> just exactly music to that guy or that person's ears. So, yeah, he didn't no, elaborate, I, uh, but I, uh, I've gotten it before. Actually, the the opposite most usually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, as we bring it down the stretch, uh, is there any other topics we want to touch upon? I know that next week uh, our listeners can be informed that there's going to be kind of a therapy session of sorts as uh, Wooly and Joey are going to uh, vent their spleen over Oregon and how they're overhyped program that deserves zero respect. Um, Purple well, Jay is going yeah. to be on. UW Dugbot yeah, is going to be on this month. Go ahead. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I just uh, I I heard uh, I think it was like Softy and Fane talking about how they think they think Dylan Morris is going to transfer out, and they don't think Sam Heward's going to transfer out. I think it's mm. the complete reverse. I think it's Agreed. the complete reverse. I think I think Dylan Morris. I think <clears> he's a. Uh, I think he's a program. I think he's a program lifer, and they should. They should say, "Look, you are just as important to this program as everybody else. You know, you're going to go to where, where are you going to go? Sacramento State and play out your career. You can come here. You can be a graduate assistant as you know upon graduating, mm-hmm. and you you can be you, you try anything to keep you know a guy like Dylan Morris here, and then he learns the offense." And then he becomes, you know, he could become the next Kenny Dillingham, you know, mm-hmm. where where you have a guy who desperately wants to be the coach of this program. I know it doesn't always work out where, you know, the the, uh, the alma mater or whatever, and uh, you know, but you still you still want you you want people around the country to to want to be at at your at your university and coaching. No, I get it. You're saying, you know, he's patient, pays his dues. uh, He's in there year in and year out. And uh, and is a team guy that one day he might just live the dream and become the next Mike Mike Hopkins. Mike Hopkins. Yeah. That joke joke land or not, I don't know. Mike Mike Hopkins. I mean, Mike fucking Hopkins. Jesus. Uh, I don't know if that joke really landed. Mike yeah, it did. I'm joking. Oh By the way, if Dylan did, is listening yeah. to this, that was a joke. I honestly think you could be a coach. So yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, either. I like, I like what Dylan Morris brings to the team. I, I yeah. do. I like it. You, he he could have left you last year. It. 
It's tangible. Yes. You can see it. Yes. And and, and Hewart, you can now, tell he's yeah. sulking. Yeah. Uh, you can just tell certain things. Yeah. With transferring now, Morris could also. I feel like he has. Tech, he might have three years left. I mean, he could play like he could be on Washington for two more years, and then go play one year at like Sacramento State or Portland State if he wants to really play too. Like, uh, so also uh, I need to talk about the Duggan is going down the sideline. Holy shit! What's the that? Asian ref, the Asian ref from oh, the Pac-12 the is now is, is refing this game, so he must have went to the Big Twelve. <laughs> I thought I recognized him. That's so funny. Well, he does. He, he does look like a guy I see at work. He looks exactly like a guy I see at work. But uh, yeah, oh, I thought wow. I recognized him before. TCU first to go at the eight, trailing by eight, two and a half minutes to go. Oh, D- Duggan is completely taken over this drive. He's, it's all scrambling from him. What do you think's going he's, through he's Tequila's com- mind right now? <laughs> Oh, I'm sure I'm gonna, he's a fucking <laughs> nervous wreck, man. Look at Duggan! I mean, he completely took over this drive. Yeah, I'm actually, it's going to take me a second. That drive. I'm going to turn on my oh. TV here on the... I'd like to watch the end of it. Hacksaw. And then SEC Championship kicks off in 25 minutes. So let's see here... Uh, Hugh Hauser, Hauser level uh, entertainment. What right channel? Here. What channel is it on? <laughs> it's on uh, ABC or ESPN. I can't. Uh, ABC. On, yeah. Two point conversion right now. They got it. They got it easy. Yep. Yep. Oh, so they yeah, scored we're... a touchdown then. Yeah, Duggan's hurt. Uh, we're 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 prime Hugh Hauser. I don't know if you know the Hugh Hauser reference. Uh, Derek, but we no, that's why I didn't laugh. Doug we're fuel housing right he, now. He looks, he looks shaky and about to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just saw the replay of the touchdown there, or maybe that was the two point conversion. Uh, that whole drive was, uh, that whole drive was Duggan taking his big fucking balls, putting them over his shoulder, and marching them down. That was pretty. Uh, that was a pretty big-time fucking, you know, big-time drive. He reminds me physically, uh, the way he throws of Billy Joe Hobart, kind of. Yeah. And all the people that were sunny, shitting on Sonny, and look at him now. I think, Cal, I, think Cal's a, I think Cal's a fucking impossible place to win oh, wow. at now. Yeah, I Those changed Kansas my mind. State cheerleaders were. Yeah. Sorry, I go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. No, I kind of. I don't think Will Wilcox is like a good coach. I'm really fucking glad Washington didn't hire him. But I, I think this Sunny Dyke kind of shows that that's a pretty fucking impossible place to win. Oh, oh, oh wow. Well, plus he, uh, plus he had, uh, you know, Goff was the number one pick in the draft, and he was just on the. Uh, he was, you know, basically a hometown kid that was going to play for Cal no matter who the coach was. And 
But that never made you sense, know, so, though, did it? Well, it kind Goff, of masked. Goff being the number one pick. Masked, yeah. Well, it kind of masked how hard – I think it kind of masked how hard it is to win there, you know. Well, Bruce Snyder went 10-2 in 1991. <laughs> well, things are things are totally different. Yeah, yeah I know. You know. Down there now. It, it's – yeah, it, it's not a – It's just not a not an atmosphere you could, you know, that promotes football players. You know, I'm sure that I'm sure the Bay Area is devastated over the World Cup loss or something today. <laughs> you know, oh, I don't, know. I, I don't even, I even know. saw that. I I don't uh, I don't I don't hate soccer or love it. I, I sometimes I like to act like I just hate it and be all macho, but I don't. I. <laughs> I uh, I did see that the uh, the U.S. team lost this morning, and I was kind of like, ah, oh, kind of sucks, you know. But yeah, the, you know, I I don't, you know, I guess I'm getting old and soft. I, I just think like I, oh, I've got friends that are pretty invested in it, and I kind of feel bad for them, you know. But third on. and four, <laughs> I guess you know. Clock stopped at the minute fourteen. Third and four now for Kansas State. Oh, they just completed it for a first down. This is wow. Oh, you're ahead of me, I guess. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's that Seattle area feed. You get the faster feed. Oh, he threw it. He th- yeah, he threw it right into a you know right into a small window. There's a lot of things going on in there. Boy, so this is really. We're getting we're getting into a football cliche zone here. This is what's known as a big play. Well, and I uh, the, the proverbial I think we'll keep the, third and we'll keep de- third and long. We'll keep. Re- Are you literally still on third down? No, Not. no, I was. Oh, no, okay. I was just going over. Uh, I was just going over big, uh, like annoying football cliches. You know. We'll, we'll hey, keep we'll keep the recording going play. here yeah. until this game's over. <laughs> no, like you, you get announcers. That's got to be a third, flag. It's, it's third. He was not out of the. <laughs> I think we're on three. The best part is we're on three different time signatures of like. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're in the third quarter. I, yeah, I'm the, I think I'm the slowest because I'm on like YouTube TV. Uh, so like, uh, this is pretty hilarious. Yeah, I think we're all There's, on. Uh, Sonny Dykes I, is on, rightfully I, arguing that that should have been grounding. It was a horrible non-call. Horrible. I'm on. I'm on Cedarulli rabbit ears. <laughs> Are you really? No. no, no. You're joking. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. We're a little. Shout out to Cedarulli rabbit ears. This is really interesting, though. I, I don't know if people listening to this are interested in what we're doing now or not, but. Um, 50 seconds left in the game, and it's third and 10 at about, what, the 46-yard line, I think. And uh, you're in a situation here where if you you fail, and especially if the clock doesn't get stopped, that, that certainly gives TCU ample time to get down the field and kick a field goal. Yeah, Kansas State has a kicker that looks like every kid you hated in middle school. <laughs> uh, what does that mean exactly, though? <laughs> Cedar Woolley might have been different know. than Bellevue, but <laughs> 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 uh, 
And I don't mean that pejoratively. There's a lot of layers to that onion in C.J. Woolley. <laughs> uh, which I like that someone asked about T.J. Woolley wrestling uh, this week. That made my that made my week. Uh, <laughs> as if to realize, yeah, I did kind of have like a, a very early 2000s Washington football uh, demise and uh, like shady shit happening, but then completely just got blown up from that point. I stand by it. Oh, I don't okay, want to give anything away, though. <laughs> yeah, they haven't even they hadn't even. And our even listeners are like, yet. "What?" Yeah, listeners are wondering. Anyone who's still listening to this might need to seek therapy. Fourth and ten, uh, man, <laughs> you kind of have to punt, right? Uh, where are they? They're like not if you're DeBoer. <laughs> not if you're not if you're Dan Lanning. Yeah, you gotta eat. Gotta go. You gotta eat. He would have. Yeah, he would would run off tackle and lose three yards. (laughs) Yeah, I will miss David Shother. One thing that I always like. Oh, I I will miss with a David Shaw. Like people put it on Twitter and be like, David Shaw. It's like fourth and inches from like the thirty-two. The opponent's thirty-two, and he'd like punt it. You'd be like, what the fuck? And then the punt would go into the end zone. He'd be like, congratulations, David Shaw. You saved, like, 13 yards. Like, Peterson had a little bit of that, too, where it was like, yeah. How about that? uh, How about that? uh, God, was it? Oh, it was against Cal, right? Where he's, like, desperately trying to get a field goal that didn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, what was that? And then, and then Cal calls the timeout to ice them, even though they're up by ten. Yes! <laughs> I've never seen that in my whole life. That was uh, that was almost uh, that was almost as pathetic as uh, you know the old Frank Beamer gif of him pumped <laughs> up about a zero zero tie. Yes. I sent that. Uh, I sent that to my. I sent that to my friend Eddie. He's not really a, a follower of college football. He's he's more of a he's a pro football guy. Um, and he's the same one I brought to the UCLA game just so he could heckle Chip Kelly the whole game last year because <laughs> he's a he's a Niner Another fan. tool of the toolbox. I, I, I sent that I sent that gift to him, and he texted back, "Is that real?" <laughs> like, oh yeah, you better believe real, it. Is. He goes. He goes. Why the fuck would anybody raise their fists over a zero zero tie? That's what makes it so funny. <laughs> oh, they're going to play for overtime. They're not going to try to get down the field. No, that's a big mistake. Uh, I guess they are at the six. Uh, if you got a strong arm guy, roll him out and throw deep. I mean, yeah, I would. Uh, you just, yeah, you get just a couple chunk chunk passes and you're you're pretty close uh but then if you pull a toe papa and fumble at your one yard line then i guess you're the goat or the the wrong kind of goat for all all eternity then so yeah this is all true well too too much on the CBS. line here CBS. yeah well <laughs> <laughs> because i hate uh, myself earlier this week i ended up for some reason watching i'm like i can't i want to remember what happened against oregon in 2015 uh, but the only thing I could find on YouTube, I didn't want to watch the whole game, were highlights that were only Oregon's highlights. <laughs> I remember the last <laughs> drive, it was like, 
Brownie got hurt, and then KJ Carter Samuels got put in, and then literally mm, it's like right. like an, it's a situation like that. I think they started like pretty far down, and they like Oregon was just giving them like twenty yards every play to either run or just drop a ten yard, and they had a lot of time left. And fucking Carter Samuels, you can see on the last play, he can either run for fifteen yards and he's at, like, the 50, or he could dump it to a guy for, like, 20, and he throws an interception to a guy, like, uh, <laughs> he throws an interception to a guy who's, like, just an Oregon defender who's, like, almost surprised that, like, he's not even covering anybody. And I was like, oh, that's great. Also, Oregon was holding in, like, every single fucking play, and I know that's the doogiest thing I've ever seen said, but even the announcers were mentioning it. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, that's why no one could sack Vernon Adams. Like, it's like Travis Feeney and I think maybe Littleton are, like, two good pass rushers who are just every play just getting, like, twisted around and every single fucking time they're about to sack that little fucking out-of-shape idiot. <laughs> well, on that note, I think I'll get to editing here before the SEC title game. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, Oregon was holding in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. Joey? Uh, yeah, Oregon was holding in 2016 <laughs> and 2017, 2018, 19. No, <laughs> nobody's, nobody's as good as Jeff Mail, though. Jeff Mail Jeff was the Mayle. greatest wide receiver at holding of all time. He's on your Mount Rushmore. <laughs> on oh, the Mount Rushmore. I've even, I've even noticed there's like a couple times in like Red Zone. I've been watching NFL Red Zone. And it's like holding, and I look at it, and it's like Jeff Mayo getting called for holding. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's happened like twice, but it's a funny, amount, a funny amount of times where I've been like, oh, yeah, like, by the way, Jeff Mayo, they call fucking holding when you're not in Oregon and you do that shit. <laughs> yeah, and no, also, right. uh, I was, I've been thinking about it. I, I read that uh, uh, Race Bannon hasn't been to a hasn't been to a Husky game since 2007. Maybe he was just saying Arizona a, game, a game at a game at Husky stadium, right? He's not that, been to a game what, at Husky stadium since the Arizona game where we blew the lead and lost 48, 41. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to think of a way to, to get him up here one last time. Well, I mean, he, you know, he lives in Olympia now, so. Even though sometimes when he turns to his oh, wife, I thought he lived there. I thought know. he lived down in the Bay Area or something like that. No, he lived in he lived in the Southern Cal SoCal. He lived in Southern California for like oh, probably going on ten years, and then a few months ago he moved back. So uh, he, he's uh, he's uh, been he's living in um, actually I said Olympia, but that's not where he's at now. He's uh, I know what city he's in. I'll, I won't say it, but he lives uh, South King County, shall we say? So, oh, is he is he in one of those uh, those um, elaborate uh, homeless shelters on the side of the freeway? Maybe. <laughs> no, 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 no. But he's he's. I'm not saying anything private here. He's because he's it on the board. No, 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 no. He's been traveling to Spokane like every week and and for the for business and that type of thing. But yeah, he's he's back and local and. Um, so uh, whenever whenever we have the next get together, it wouldn't surprise me if he shows up, which would be really cool. Uh, I haven't seen him in person in, in probably ten years or whatever, so that'd be great. So well, um, well, Willie, Willie Duke and I have a we have a, a good private facility we could use for a hardcore husky get together. 
if you know if people are willing to come up to Skagit County and and do it. We have a we have a place we could hang out at. Um, let's just call it a private. A, it's basically a private bar, but yeah, we oh. have a good place we could have a we could have a get together at if people were willing to drive up to. And it, we don't have to fight the public. It's a yeah, it's a good place well, we could do one at. We'll 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 chop that up in the in the future here and get kind of a, a show of hands and see how many people would be interested in making the trek northward and uh, we'll go from there. So sounds good to me personally. But well, gentlemen, I'm going to get to editing and, uh, and the SEC championships coming up. So good talking with Let's you guys. Go. We'll have our duck yeah. therapy session next week. Let's go. <laughs> All right. See hey ya. Dan. Hey Tony. Bye. Go dogs. thank you for listening to the hardcore husky podcast this show is copyrighted material in other words stop plagiarizing our shit fuckos so please tell a friend and rate us five stars on itunes especially you cheap bastards who don't donate it's the least you could do yeah i'm looking at you creepy coog and come join our fun at over at hardcorehusky.com we've got husky football yellow snows record shop and our notorious tug tavern which is which is a shit show of politics and strange news. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level level of cyber peyote, peyote, come join Swain's Wigwarm. (laughs) I'm going to have to read this over. Swain's Wigwam, yeah. Swain's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information, all for the low low fee of $129 a year. Come join the fun. <laughs> I'll have to redo that one, but... <laughs>